Welcome to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. This is an exciting new network that will feature podcasts on the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. Now please enjoy The Darker Side of Life with Heidi Hollis. You are listening to The Darker Side of Life with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Welcome to my show. (laughs) I want to have this show be your place to go for all things that leave us so often in the dark and in need of shedding some light on. While taking the steps out of our paranormal closets, we can also use someone to lean on. So, you've come to the right place. I want to encourage you all to go visit my main website, which is HeidiHollis.com. That is H-E-I-D-I-H-O-L-L-I-S.com, where you can learn more about the topics that I discuss here on this program. And... If you or someone you know has had an experience or you're just curious about a topic, go to my main contact page on HeidiHollis.com and tell me about it. The more details you give, the better. Let me know how you felt when you experienced what you did, why you felt it might have happened. Just answer the questions that come to mind. And if you have questions... Be sure to ask those. And once I receive it, I will read it here on this show where I will do my best to give you some level-headed advice. Or, if you'd like to come on this show to discuss your experience, that is also a possibility. But you have to send your experience through my website. I've had many people reach out to me through social media, but you have to submit through my website in order to be part of this program. Now, speaking of social media, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at one Heidi Hollis. Now, to dig into my pile of emails and what you have all graciously sent to me. This one begins, Dear Heidi, I was researching the topic of shadow people on Gaia TV. That's when I saw you on Beyond Belief with George Norrie of Coast to Coast AM. I have several years of experience in dealing with a paranormal group and recently moved into a haunted house with roommates. Not a good idea. My roommate's 22-year-old son is being taunted by a shadow person. After watching the episode that you were on, I am certain this entity is the hat man, but he was wearing a top hat. Where can I find information on your website on how to permanently remove this hat man? Plus, the bad thing is, This young man is lost and dabbles in the dark side, looking for instant gratification and power. Am I fighting a losing battle? I'm very concerned for the rest of the family and children. Thank you very much for your time and advice. Denise. Well, thanks, Denise, for taking the time to write me. Um, This does sound like a concerning situation, and... It's uh, awesome that you saw me on uh, Beyond Belief with George Nori. That was a few years ago and had a great time. So you mentioned the hat man wearing a top hat. This is actually a form that hat man does come in, but some people would call him the grinning man as well. The difference being with the top hat is not much. Sometimes he doesn't wear a hat at all. Sometimes he has a cape versus a trench coat. Sometimes he has a gaucho hat. Other times he has a cowboy hat. It really does vary at times, but the hat doesn't matter. But there's this other form that I've heard a lot about where I mentioned the grinning man. 
where you see this cape generally with the top hat and a cane at times too. The question is, is it really a separate entity or just another form that hat man takes? I'm leaning towards it being another form that hat man can take because of the consistency and the things that go on when either are present. You're asking if there is a place on my website that indicates how you can permanently get rid of a shadow being like this. Well, it depends on the level of infestation as well. Sometimes there is a rather easy method to clear out a home, but if it's got its claws a little bit deeper into a person, and if the person is dabbling in dark magical things like you're indicating here, you're curious if you're fighting an ever-losing battle and uh, when somebody keeps inviting such things, you kind of are, unfortunately. This person, this 22-year-old, needs to quit what they're doing. There's no way that you can try to do some kind of incantation (laughs) and think that you're going to be all right. I can't tell you how many times I get people who reach out to me saying, yeah, yeah, I I dabbled in this dark stuff, but um, hey, I, I don't want to deal with this thing all the time. So what do I do with it? Well, if you've cut the practice out, you can make those steps and take those steps to getting rid of this. But you do have to take it upon yourself to make that move. You being a friend and an outsider, that's awesome that you're wanting to help this individual. You spoke of this family who you're most concerned about and what they can do to protect themselves. That is very important. Now, you didn't mention if this 22-year-old is living there in the home, but I'm assuming that they are. And if that's going on, In the same home as this family, you do have a lot of reasons to be concerned because it can be contagious that way. And when you're welcoming this into a home with children, the damage and the following of such a thing can go on for a lifetime. So you do have to put your foot down. The family needs to put their foot down and say that's not welcome in the home, first and foremost. And then you do the process of protection. And the method, I have it pinned on my Facebook group that's called Shadow People and Hat Man Experiencer Group, where it shows the method on how to go about protecting methodically through your home so you can feel safe and at ease where you live. I don't understand people who feel like um, they could dabble in this stuff and be okay. It's not okay. And you're putting others at risk. So it's rather selfish. And uh, I'm telling you, pray, 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 and protect as much as you can. So I appreciate that you are making this move. And I hope that you let this family know that uh, they need to make a move before it gets to be really rocky. And it's bound to happen. It may take some time. It may take no time. It's different for different people. But uh, this is also a method of protection that I write about in my works. So also feel free to look there. But please try to have that 22-year-old stop what they're doing or they really have to move on out because that is dangerous. It's like playing with a loaded weapon and everybody's in the path. Okay. Well, thank you, Denise, for writing me. This next one comes from Anthony. And their question is, what are the defining features of the hat man? I'm doing a project for school for mythology, and me and my group are doing shadow people and want to know more info on the hat man. (laughs) You know, back in the day when I had to do projects, we had these wonderful books that just made it very brief where you could just learn a whole novel with a short little brief (laughs) book. (laughs) And uh, now I have students that just don't want to look things up and want me to just answer all their questions. It's it's so entertaining. It's very entertaining for me to come across these emails. Um, Sometimes these people that reach out to me will disguise themselves as a student when they're actually filmmakers and uh, they just take all my material and try to make a hit, 
Yeah, that's uh, really interesting and dismaying. But uh, these defining features of the hat man, they are a little bit um, obscure at times, I have to admit, because he does change it up a little bit, but not a ton. So hat man is something that is darker than the dark, okay? Yeah, sometimes people say they can see a little bit through him, but for the most part, no, he seems rather, rather solid shadow. And then he could step out from those shadows where you could see details of his suit and of his face, if he's clean shaven or not. He wears a trench coat, sometimes a gaucho hat, sometimes a top hat, as we're talking earlier. And uh, sometimes he has a chain watch on his hip. Other times he's got a cane, sometimes no hat. So he can change it up. And I've even heard of people saying he wore a brown suit once. So he does change it up, but not a ton. And a lot of people, I try to tell them, you can tell who is there before you with your eyes closed. You do not have to get an invitation with your eyes to say, oh boy, it's him again. A lot of people are very familiar with his presence and they go by that sense. And it's a sense of horror, Anthony. So a defining feature of him the most is horror and evil. A presence that feels as if your soul is at stake. Because sadly, it kind of is in his presence. I know it seems kind of strange to think that something like that is roaming the earth, but it is. And I'm telling you, it's nothing to play with. So if you're going to write a project on something that's for mythology, a myth, well, this is not the topic because this is real. Very real. So real that I pray that you'd never even get a taste of it. And when people look into this topic, he sometimes looks back. So be careful. After the break, I'm going to give you an example of the deep threat of Hatman with this next story that was sent to me. You are listening to The Darker Side of Life on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, and we will be right back. Don't go anywhere. There's more Heidi Hollis in The Darker Side of Life coming right up. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com.
Are you looking for that certain someone? Someone who shares your interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal? Well, look no further than ParanormalDate.com. This unique site is for like-minded people who share the same interests in the unexplained. It's free to join and look around, and if you want to upgrade, you can enjoy even more features. Find that special someone who thinks like you do. Head on over to ParanormalDate.com. That's ParanormalDate.com. The Coast to Coast AM mobile app is here and waiting for you right now. And with the app, you can hear classic shows from the past seven years, listen to the current live show, and get access to the Art Bell Vault where you can listen to uninterrupted audio. Head on over to the coasttocoastam.com website. We have a handy video guide to help you get the most out of your mobile app usage. All the info is waiting for you now at coasttocoastam.com. That's coasttocoastam.com. And now, back to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network and The Darker Side of Life. Welcome back. You are listening to The Darker Side of Life with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Do you know it's been over two decades now since I named Shadow People and Hat Man? Over this time, I've had people tell me, you know, Hat Man isn't so bad, because he doesn't scare me. He's like a guardian. You know, when I hear that, these things don't always scare me either. I don't go running out of a building. I see some of these paranormal shows and the screams and the fear emitting from these people who are experiencing this on the screen. And I'm not a person that jumps very easily, to be honest. So do I have this problem then to know what's evil? Because I'm not scared. No, I think it's pretty clear what we're dealing with here. And it's not just me. You don't have to take my word for it. I've received thousands of emails over the years, and people all over the world are terrified and terrorized. Hatman may take his time getting to know you. Yes, that's for sure. But trust me, he is getting to know you for a reason. He's not standing watch over you to guard you. He's standing over you to learn. So he knows your weak spots, unfortunately. Do you know I've had people actually write me to tell me they've fallen in love with him? I don't know what's going on in those people's lives where they feel like they need to have this protective male figure standing in the room while they're sleeping. But for me, if you didn't invite him initially, he's definitely an unwelcome presence and he needs to be escorted out of the door. I've had people tell me that somebody who was abusive in their lives, Hatman punched them. So they really adored Hatman for what they did for them. That's a strange and stressed situation that needs more than this evil entity to lash out for you. I would be really nervous about owing him anything. And trust me, I've looked into a lot of these things and a lot of these different scenarios, and it's nothing that you want to have. It's not a protector. I didn't start this yesterday. I would not have been able to trademark both Shadow People and Hat Man had I not been able to prove it started with the work that I've been doing all this time. It's been a long process, and because of the things and the mixed messages that are getting put out there is when I really thought it would be important that I pull it in to stop some of the wrong messaging going on. Because people are getting harmed. People are getting hurt. They're getting possessed, depressed, suicidal. You name it, I've heard it. So it wasn't me jumping on a bandwagon, this topic of shadow people and hat man, this was others jumping in on it and really distorting the message. So now I'm here to straighten it out. 
And it's because of stories like this next one I'm going to get to here that can make you lose sleep, make you burst into tears, and make you extremely nervous about what it is exactly that we're dealing with. This comes to me from Beverly. She begins, Dear Heidi, The experience I want to share took place when I was 17 years old. In the middle of the night, I fell asleep on the couch. Then I was sporadically woken up, and there were 13 solid, darkly shadowed men surrounding me. They all looked similar, but not the same. They were tall, and they were all wearing hats like the ones the men wore in the 1950s. And they all had trench coats on. The hats and coats were sharp. Their cheekbones, noses, chins, and fingers were sharp, too. Their fingers were really long. The leader was the only one who spoke, but not verbally, but telepathically. Just their presence or energy filled me with fear. They lifted me up from the couch using their minds. I was floating above the couch in midair. I telepathically yelled, What do you want? Who are you? That's when the leader answered and asked me a question or said something about my God and my faith in him. Then, for just a split second, I felt confused and scared, and I felt my faith drop just a little bit. That's when he smirked at me. That's when they all then shoved their fingers and hands inside of me. Their fingers were wiggling inside like they were looking for something. When they did that, it made my body arch and I started to go into convulsions. Tears were running down my cheeks. I started to pray to God to save me or help me. Then I screamed at them telepathically, What are you searching for? What do you want? That's when the leader responded and said, Your soul. That's when my faith started to rise up within me, and I knew that God was with me. Immediately, I was finally able to move my head a little bit, just enough to look at him. And then I gave him a smirk. <laughs> They all were surprised that I did that and gasped. Then they all looked so confused. That's when I looked at the leader with an even bigger smirk on my face and told him that he and they could not have my soul. That's when he asked, why not? And I said, because my soul belongs to God and that my soul is with God. That's when a huge burst of light came through, and I was able to let out a scream from my mouth. My mom ran into the living room and was in shock to see the couch floating in midair. She couldn't believe what she was seeing, as she saw that I was also floating above the couch in midair. She saw me violently convulsing. Then she quickly turned on the light. And that's when they all vanished. Beverly. If you don't have chills at the end of that, I don't know what. So when people ask me, how can you talk about aliens, angels, hat man, shadow people, and demons altogether. With this one story, do you not see the connection? Do you not understand how utterly powerful what is going on in this one scenario? This is why I'm not shy to say I'm Christian, and that's where I stand. 
why would these things mention your faith in your God and try to get her to doubt where she stood on that? Just that little bit. And they shoved their fingers in her, digging around, looking for her soul. This is why when you see my whole line of work and the things that I write about, it's spiritual warfare. I'm a cartoonist too, so I'll write and I'll draw something into a book form, anything that it takes to get people to get right with where they stand with their faith and having no doubts in that, nor in their human potential, because these things try to get you to doubt all of that. Words and thoughts matter. They count. And they're able to read that. How disturbing to know that they're able to see that crack in you and then dig in. Luckily, Beverly here was able to recognize their weakness and to give them a mutual smirk back and know her power and where she stands. So in this day and age, you know, we talk about biblical things like it was something mythological. (laughs) But when you think about it, doesn't a rumor die down after a while? But here, all these centuries later, we are still talking about this shape-shifting darkness that can dominate and will one day rise up to take us all down and that there will be the return of Messiah to take it on. I'm not shy to say where I stand because it's the only thing that I know that works and I'm here to share with you what works. One of the first lines people usually write me in their emails is, I don't get into that religious stuff, but anyways, I saw the devil. If you're able to recognize that it was the devil, then you better recognize that there is an opposite force to oppose it. Or you better at least pray that there is. And there is. And for those people, I couldn't help but to try to address those who doubt their faith. I mean, when you think about it, We are flawed in everything that we do as human beings, but the one area we're not supposed to be flawed in is our faith. I invite you to go to the other F word.com because (laughs) that's my answer to try to get people to get their faith back because we have to. So don't worry. The F stands for faith. All right. Next up, we're going to be addressing another part of the darker side of life. When I say we are aiming to bring lesser discussed topics into the light, it's so that we can all learn and grow. Sometimes we stumble into these topics unknowingly where we grow a real interest in something and we end up helping to open up others' eyes to many possibilities, like my next guest, Chrissy Elliott, where she's going to discuss the mysterious world of plant consciousness and the elusive Bigfoot. You guys, you are listening to The Darker Side of Life with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. There's more of The Darker Side of Life coming right up. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Hey folks, we need your music. Hey, it's producer Tom at Coast to Coast AM and every first Sunday of the month, we play music from emerging artists just like you. If you're a musician or a singer and have recorded music you'd like to submit, it's very easy. Just go to coasttocoastam.com, click the Emerging Artist banner in the carousel, follow the instructions, and we just might play your music on the air. Go now to coasttocoastam.com to send us your recording. That's coasttocoastam.com. With age, women and men have issues with fine lines, wrinkles, under-eye bags, crepey skin on the neck, and aging on the hands. Dr. Nathan Newman has developed Luminess for amazing results treating these issues with his stem cell-based formula, APT200. Try Luminess today with our postage-paid starter kit for only $19.99, available exclusively at HealthyLooking.com. Join thousands of satisfied customers using Luminess. Learn more at HealthyLooking.com. This is George Norrie, and you're listening to the new iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, heard on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Welcome back. You are listening to The Darker Side of Life with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. My guest today is Chrissy Elliott. She is a professional science journalist and former editor at California, which is the magazine published by the University of California, Berkeley. She has had columns in both the San Francisco Bay Guardian and Bay Area Reporter, and in recent years has worked as a staff writer in aerospace communications. Chrissy covers all manner of strange topics from Bigfoot to UFOs to plant consciousness, even to mind-controlling fly fungus. She was recently a featured expert on History Channel's Ancient Monster Quest, 2020, and will be appearing on multiple episodes of History's The Proof Is Out There, which is airing January 5th. You can find her work at ChrissyElliott.com. Welcome, Chrissy. How are you? I am doing well. I'm excited to be here and talk to you about all things weird and fun. Yeah, my goodness. You have quite uh, the array of topics that you cover, but one of them being a favorite topic of my own, uh, Bigfoot. How on earth did you get involved in Bigfoot after being a science reporter? Yeah. So, um, so I have yeah a background in, in science journalism, and and as a science journalist, you know you have this expectation that you know you don't cover anything that's kind of fringe, right? Like if you want to stay on quote unquote the straight and narrow, um, and. One day, my boyfriend and I were walking down the streets of San Francisco, and we saw that there was a Bigfoot film festival going on. And I was like, I was like, eh, I don't really want to go. He was like, oh, come on, let's go, because he's like super into all kinds of weird stuff. Let's go, let's go. All right. And I was like, eh, no, no, no. He's like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> so we go in, and during this Bigfoot film festival, uh, they have you know speakers in between the movies and everything, and they talk about, you know, the Patterson Gimlin film and things like that. And 
when I went in, you know, I was a complete non-believer in Bigfoot. And when I walked out, uh, I was still a complete non-believer in Bigfoot. Um, the talks were not done well, <laughs> and they were kind of all over the place. Um, however, I was like, you know, there was like this whole auditorium full of people who did seem to believe. And it was interesting speaking to them because if you really talk to them, they would say things like, well, I kind of believe in Bigfoot. Like, I saw something, you know. Um, but I'm not 100% sure it was actually Bigfoot. Like the belief was on a gradient, right? And so this fascinated me. And so at California Magazine, uh, which is Berkeley's magazine, uh, we were looking for new stories. And I looked into Grover Krantz, who was the first you know, person to ever come out as a scientist in support of the search for Sasquatch. And so I was like, we got to do a story on this guy. So I started researching what he was doing. And... Uh, I started to realize that actually, you know, the possibility of Bigfoot isn't so insane. Like, um, we've discovered plenty of cryptids over time, you know, that ended up you know, being real. Like, for example, the giant squid, right? Everybody thought that was fake for a really long time. And so it sort of started to change my perspective because I was like, oh, you can actually look at this stuff from a, you know, scientific point of view. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's fascinating stuff. I mean, it it, it gets the imagination running and uh, brings a little bit, I don't know, <laughs> interest that you didn't know lived within you. It sounds like, right? Yeah. Well, well, that's the thing too. Is I realized I was being very judgmental about people who believed in Bigfoot or claimed to have seen Bigfoot, um, because you know if you think about it. Uh, if people see something, like if I were in the woods and I saw a giant hairy beast that looked nothing like uh, anything I'd ever seen before, like if I saw that, I would do everything I could to reconcile that with my present worldview. So like, you know, I would try to apply the scientific method to that, you know, because I am more science minded and I would try to see if that could possibly be real, right? And a lot of these people are very rational. Um, and what I mean by that is they aren't just believing willy-nilly. Like, they actually have to go through a process of being like, I saw this thing, I don't know if it's real, but it had to have been real because I saw it, you know? I just think that, you know, through the process of writing multiple articles on the subject, I really started to understand um, that Bigfooters are, are misunderstood. Um, I think that, you know, they do everything they can to be rational and they're not like this fringe group. I know 16% of America's population are Bigfoot believers and 65% are, you know, Christians, right? When I, when I think of those kinds of things, right, it's like Bigfoot believers just kind of got unlucky, right? It's like society decided that a belief in something like a fringe belief like Bigfoot was weird, whereas Christianity, which we arguably have less proof for of like a Christian God, you know, I, I mean, that is, <laughs> it's just luck of the draw, right? Um, so some of us Christians would uh, beg to differ, but I, oh. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a matter of perspective, I, I, I guess too. And and who do you believe? I I've always said that a lot of people, if they just believed one of these stories that come out, like like really believed when their brother came running out of the woods and said, "I just saved my own life running as fast as I can from a big hairy man." Uh, you know, if we could really take that to heart, it, it would really shift our perspective and broaden our view of the world. Because I think this happens a lot more than people realize, but nobody's willing to be accepting or even open to sharing what it is they've experienced. Right. Well, and a lot of that comes down to uh, the stigma attached to, um, you know, talking about experiences that are, you know, I don't know, what would be considered paranormal or things that haven't been, you know, gotten the stamp of approval by science yet, you know, it's like a lot of people are polled, right? Like they're asked, you know, in surveys whether or not they believe in these kinds of things. And because of the shame around it, 
they'll answer no, like a hard no, right? Or they'll only be given a yes or no answer. Um, and for me, it's just like, really, that's not a good representation of the population overall and, and how beliefs exist on a gradient, right? Um, so I don't know. I just think that a lot of people aren't as hardcore believers, like aren't, aren't hardcore believers, like you might think. And a lot of people aren't um, disbelievers either. And I also think in science, you know, a lot of scientists are afraid to come out and, and talk about their interest in the Bigfoot subject because there's a stigma surrounding that as well. So there are a lot of issues and, you know, boundaries that, you know, can or cannot be crossed depending on who you are. Very true. Very true. And I shared with you, we spoke earlier about what I consider to be a Bigfoot encounter that I would have never anticipated to have seen indoors with another person seeing a big hairy beast manifest on its own in the middle of somebody's kitchen. I mean, these are things that I, I like you said, some of us are unlucky. <laughs> it's like, I believe my own eyes though. And it blows my mind how many times people try to question, did I really witness what I just saw? Did my eyeballs really perceive what I'm interpreting? And, you know, there, there comes a, a point where people just have to be honest with themselves. So what are some of the stories that you found most impressive that you've come across? Uh, well, most impressive. To be, to be honest, um, I haven't really come across any stories that I would say pass the the test of scientific, like, you know, um, evaluation. Um, I know that a lot of people are doing their best to, you know, gather like DNA evidence and all things like that. Um, but what I found more often is that the scientists who have been willing to test hair and, and other, you know, samples sent in, they've discovered that they were um, not necessarily a relict hominid creature, but it led science to other discoveries. Like, for example, um, in a mass test of all these different animal hairs that were perceived to possibly be cryptid hairs, it, they discovered a, a new species of bear mm. um, that lived, like, you know, way back when. So, for me, I haven't particularly heard any scientific um, breakthroughs regarding cryptids. Uh, however, um, we do know that, like, like I said, the giant squid, right? Like people said that was totally fake and then they ended up finding a body. I'm not totally opposed to the idea that we could eventually get, you know, evidence proving that Bigfoot exists, but I haven't really been, um, I believe in the possibility, but I haven't been convinced that it's real yet. I gotcha. But have you met some of these people eye to eye and had them tell you these tales where it's really convincing and you find it or it's kind of tugging at your sense of belief? Um, yeah, because I think that they're genuine. I think that they are seeing something. And I whether or not it's Bigfoot or maybe some other creature we haven't discovered yet, or maybe it's some sort of mutated bear, you know, it could be any of these things, which are all fascinating from a scientific point of view. I think that, um, and even even just, you know, the armchair non-scientist point of view, these things are interesting. Uh, I once had uh, a Bigfooter tell me, you know, that he found evidence in a forest and then he thinks like an organization like ended up burning down, um, you know, a forest that had like all of these uh, hairs and evidence and possibly Bigfoot in it. And I think for me, you know, if, if, if it's true, that's crazy and that should be evaluated, but it's just, it's hard. It's hard for me to prove this stuff, especially as a journalist. I try to be as objective as possible. Uh, we're all human. We're naturally subjective. But I, I think it's important to listen to these people. Or if you send a scientist DNA, um, just know that they may want to test it, but they don't have the funds to do so. All right. Wow. Well, we're going to get uh, to your other fascinating topic, sentient plants. So you guys, you're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, and we'll be right back. 
This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The Art Bell Vault has classic audio waiting for you now. Go to coasttocoastam.com for details. Hey folks, it's easier than ever to become a Coast to Coast AM insider and have access to past shows, the Art Bell Vault with classic audio and interviews, and so much more. And you can listen to the show live or on demand with your computer or cell phone, and the audio streams are high quality and crystal clear. It's easy to become an insider. Just head on over to coasttocoastam.com, the website, and you'll find all the info right there. That's coasttocoastam.com, coasttocoastam.com. Hey folks, producer Tom here reminding you to make sure and check out our official Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel. For many of us, YouTube is our go-to place for audio-visual media, and we here at Coast to Coast are happy to share free hour-long excerpts of Coast to Coast AM with you, our loyal fans and new listeners. Our YouTube channel offers many different Coast to Coast AM hour-long pieces of audio on numerous topics, including ufology, extraterrestrials, conspiracies, strange creatures, prophecies, and much, much more. There's even a section that includes our most popular uploads, such as many of the David Pilates shows on people disappearing appearing in national parks to visit or subscribe just go to youtube and type in coast to coast am official or you can simply go to the coast to coast am.com website and click on the youtube icon at the top it's the official coast to coast am youtube channel you're gonna love this just get on over to coast to coast am.com and start your free listening now and now back to heidi hollis and the darker side of life Welcome back. You are listening to The Darker Side of Life with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And my guest is Chrissy Elliott. And just prior to the break, she was speaking on the topic of Bigfoot, but but she's also got this other fascinating topic she covers, sentient plants. Now, you wrote a rather in-depth article on this. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so uh, I wrote a piece for Edge Science Magazine on whether or not plants could possibly possess consciousness or intelligence. And I got into this because I'm somebody who um, 
kind of murders plants <laughs> on accident. I don't really mean to. I just don't have that sense of how much water they need or anything like that, you know? And um, so when I discovered that there was scientific evidence suggesting that plants might actually be sentient, I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, man. I know people like you. I mean, <laughs> everything they can into their house plants, and, and they die every single time and I'm like what are you doing wrong it's so bizarre yeah I I couldn't tell you I have no idea I will follow instructions to the letter on how to take care of a rose I mean I've even killed a cactus like Ooh. I can't all right I can't <laughs> I just I know it it seems it seems like I'm doing it on purpose but I swear I'm not so like uh, my editor at Edge Science, he's like, he's like, Chrissy, you should research this, you know? And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I probably should um, because I want to feel worse about, <laughs> about what I'm doing. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. So I look into the subject and I discover that there's actually a wealth of scientific evidence suggesting that plants possess their own kind of intelligence and they have behaviors that are similar to that of human beings and animals. They even have their own versions of all five human senses. Um, some of the most groundbreaking research in my mind uh, is, for example, that covers how plants have memory, right? So there was this really amazing experiment where the scientists took uh, mimosa pudica, which is the sensitive plant, quote unquote, that's what they call it. So when you touch a mimosa pudica, its leaves will close up. Um, it'll react to touch. And so they did this experiment where they put mimosa pudica plants um, up like on this little ledge and they exposed them to a series of controlled drops. And over time, it was shown even a month later the mimosa pudica would recognize that the drops were not a threat. So originally they would close their leaves and then a month later they realized they didn't have to. So that proved that plants actually have, you know, a complex form of memory. And there are other experiments that, you know, support this as well, but this was, you know, really fascinating because plants have long been thought to just be reactionary, you know, automatons, you know, they're not making any decisions or, or anything like that, but that shows that they can, right? Yeah. And then um, there's another experiment with pea seedlings. Um, and this one is kind of controversial because uh, Monica Galliano, she's a, a scientist, she went um, into the Amazon and tripped with a tree, right? She did this, what's called a dieta, and she just ate like mashed up bark for like a week, you know, and, uh, you know, um, didn't participate in any, you know, sex or, or fun, fun things in the material world, you know? And she said that um, the plant gave her instructions on how to do an experiment, you know? And so she goes and she does this experiment exactly as the plant told her. And it ends up proving that Pavlovian learning, you know, the ringing of the bell and the dog salivating can occur in plants, which had never been shown before. So with the pea, seed, with the pea seedlings, excuse me, <laughs> um, she put them in these little Y-shaped tubes and exposed them to light and a fan, and uh, the fan ended up, you know, letting the plants know that food, light, um, you know, was in a certain direction, and they would grow towards that. I think 65% of them grew towards that, which is a really, you know, shocking result. Um, Amazing. Yeah, yeah. And then trees, too. Oh, there, there's this um, indication that trees are, might actually be capable of altruistic behavior. So, for example, uh, trees can give nutrients right underneath the ground to each other. So like older trees will use what's called the wood wide web to transfer chemicals to younger trees to help them grow, you know, and like carbon and, and, and other things like that. Yeah. And they found um, a stump in a forest that had been apparently being kept alive for like 400 years. They cut open the stump and found that it was full of green chlorophyll, which could only indicate that the quote unquote tree family members were keeping the stump alive. Amazing. It's like this, this stuff just blows my mind. Wow. So I want to make my vegetarian friends feel really, really guilty now with this information. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Right. Well, th so think about it. Okay. So, um, 
you know, the human race tends to elevate itself above all other creatures, right? Yeah. Um, there was this book published, um, I think it was in 1509. It was in a, a, way back when. <laughs> and it was by this guy named Charles de Beauvel. And it was called the Book of Wisdom. And inside this quote unquote Book of Wisdom was the Pyramid of Living Things. And it had a huge influence on the way uh, we as humans and especially the way scientists look at plants. So it was on the pyramid, humans are at the top, um, animals underneath humans, then plants, and then the bottom is rocks. So from a human's point of view, you know, for a long time, plants have just been thought to be like, you know, basically almost bottom of the barrel, you know? But now science is showing that, you know, these ideas that maybe like your aunt, you know, said, you know, oh, if you play certain kinds of music for a plant or whatever, it'll help it grow, right? Um, these ideas, you know, while not exactly scientific, um, are kind of correct. So for example, um, there was this Italian man who played classical music for uh, his vineyard. And he discovered that uh, the plants were growing better with, with, um, with the music. And what the scientists uh, interpreted from that was that it wasn't necessarily the music, but it was certain kinds of sounds that the plants benefited from. Um, for example, another experiment was done where they played the sounds of, of bees buzzing, and they discovered that plants actually produced um, you know, a sweeter nectar um, mm. because they recognized the sound and had a physiological response to that. So it's like, there's a truth in, in sort of the old wisdom and a truth in the science. And I feel like we're at a point where those ideas are coming together and that's really exciting. It is. So, I mean, I wonder if this can be put into some of your research too. There's the life of water. The, uh, if you expose water to hateful things or positive things, it crystals or, or it cracks and fractures. Or even uh, kosher food, the way animals are slaughtered, if it's done in this manner versus another manner. You know, it's, it's like positive vibes seem to be the key factor here. If you're feeding the right things, things go better and it's better for you and it's better for our system that we live in. Well, yeah, and apparently I just give off the worst vibes. <laughs> just murdering <laughs> plants. <laughs> it happens. But, you, you know, I remember seeing like uh, these little elementary school kids that would have two identical plants in two glass cubes and they would give them the same nutrients, but one plant they would just say bad things to it and the other one they would praise it or, or sing songs to it. And yeah, the one that got the negativity didn't do so good while the other one just totally thrived. So, there's something to it. It's like, I, I wonder if they don't like to be in a certain environment, they're going to check out. Right. And you also have to think about it this way too, right? It's just like, if you make it a ritual um, of setting a, a good intention to take care of something, naturally it's going to th thrive because you're going to be paying more attention to it, right? You know, it's just like, it's, like that would be the more, I guess, materialistic sort of like rationalist point of view, right? Where it's like, it's good that people start thinking of, of plants, not just as automatons, because it could help our relationship with them and, and ultimately maybe even change how we see the environment and the choices we make in terms of, you know, taking care of our planet. Yeah, and so when they say <laughs> a dog can sense your fear, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're just taking it all these different levels. It's like, it applies to every situation. I'm just going there. But it, it, when you think about it, we are all kind of made up of the same things, all that reside here on this planet. So we must all kind of respond to our environment and feel similarly. Yes. Yeah. And so one of the biggest controversial questions right now uh, among like botanists is whether or not plants could be conscious. And the the difficult it's it's difficult to answer this question because we we can barely even figure out what human consciousness is, right? We can't even really prove that. We also can't come to an agreement 
on what consciousness is. So for example, some people think that, you know, the entire universe embodies one giant consciousness, right? Others think that consciousness can't exist without a brain. And, and it's just um, a series of, uh, you know, neurons firing or like synapses or whatever. So it's like, for us to sit around and say, you know, oh, plants have consciousness, it's, it's pretty much impossible at this point, because we don't even really understand human consciousness. Um, and that's, and bridging that gap between science, you know, which is supposed to be hardcore objective and, um, you know, the more subjective I'm experiencing a thing, um, we haven't figured out how to connect the two yet. And that's what's called, quote unquote, the hard problem or the explanatory gap. Um, so, you know, one of the biggest hurdles um, is figuring out how to how to bridge that. No, makes sense. You know, it, it, most people hardly regard that they even have a soul, which is part of consciousness as well. So there's a struggle all the way around, it seems to be. You know, how can people get the opportunity to uh, go to your website and read some of the things that you're creating? Yeah, so you can check out ChrissyElliott.com, K-R-I-S-S-Y-E-L-I-O-T. Thank you so much, Chrissy Elliott. This has been fabulous. Thank you for coming on the program. It's been great. Thank you so much. This world is all so fascinating, and bringing this topic of plant consciousness into the light was truly revealing. Remember to send in your experiences by visiting my site, HeidiHollis.com, and you've been listening to The Darker Side of Life with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Well, if you like this episode of The Darker Side of Life, wait till you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.